Hey, I'm Aiden here with Greg, Lauren, and Adam, and we have been going through the book of Ephesians, and the second half of Ephesians is it gets kind of practical. And so this week, if you haven't checked it out, I'd encourage you to go listen to the message Dan did on work, where he kind of gave a big theological framework for work and how we see our work and what Paul kind of addresses in there. But what we wanted to do was uh, gather some people from our own church body and just kind of dialogue a little bit about the, the ins and outs of, of work and, and how that kind of plays out in our lives as followers of Jesus. So, Greg, Warren, Adam, tell us a little bit about uh, the yourselves. First off, may, everybody might not know you guys, but then also what you do for work, kind of the arenas that you've worked in before, and we kind of maybe set the groundwork for all the different kinds of work represented kind of in the room. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so, I'm Greg. I have, uh, I've worked a number of different jobs, starting with uh, cutting the neighbor's lawn when I was younger in Westlake, Mr. Brown. Um, <laughs> And then uh, went on to be a machinist, I guess, a manual machinist for about six years at my dad's company. Um, and then from there started kind of my um, path in engineering. I was in school and college. And um, so basically between being a manufacturing engineer and then being a manufacturing engineering manager, which is what I do today. Nice, nice. Yeah. So from management position to working on the floor and all that. All yep. That whole span of it. Nice. Yep. But you, Lauren. And Greg and Lauren are married. Oh, wow. yeah. This I was going to mention I didn't know if I should mention it <laughs> We are. How, how many years? We've been married for seven years. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a good detail. We, <laughs> we, have a, we have one kid and one on the way. Nice. Um, nice. So our, our daughter just turned four, and we're halfway to number two. Very cool. Exciting. Yeah. 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 And I, my first job was a dishwasher at a nursing home. And then through college, I did, um, I worked at the chapel in Akron as a custodial worker. And as I was going through school, I went through nursing school. And now I work um, at Akron Children's in their oncology hematology department. Hmm. Wow. For those of us that don't know the big words. Cancer what? and blood disorders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she, he told me that this week. I'm like, that's the real deal stuff here in there. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's heavy. Uh, and so I have been on staff at the church for 12 years, but prior to that, I started. Uh, it was almost a relative's relative where I worked in a restaurant. Did every job there from dishwashing to cook to waiter. I did spill once, but it was on my brother, so <laughs> that was a success, right? Even cleaned at night. Uh, and then uh, more permanent job. So I worked as a student assistant throughout college and uh, worked as a drug and alcohol counselor. Mm. I worked um, as a custodian for a period of time. I was almost set to work at Panera, but they were going to make me shave my sideburns. And I said, <laughs> I need another job. You know, those were pretty important at the time. <laughs> you didn't take the job because you didn't. No, nope, I was supposed to start on Monday, found another job. <laughs> when was this? I don't know if they still have that rule. After we came back from South Africa, oh okay, I was going to work at Panera. I mean, you yeah. have you had for a long time. You had such strong sideburns. I know. Like, I didn't you have fought a, for those I didn't babies. Have the beard like, at that that's, time. Yeah, that's awesome. We're keeping a job. You know? <laughs> that's commitment. Right that is. I like that. <laughs> People don't die for their you know facial hair like that. Like it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that was, that was your last shot. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been a pastor here for uh, going on seven years, been on staff here for 10 years, but worked in uh, like file room, kind of a corporate. Mm -hmm. I was like a, the intern for a while, like in a corporate uh, context. Worked at a sports complex, scooped ice cream for a while in a high school. Uh, my best friend's dad was a farmer, so worked like hmm. bale and hay and stuff for a little bit of that. It, it, at the same time, I scooped ice cream. 
so it made me look a little tougher, you, you know, and like you scooping ice cream, throwing hay. <laughs> so I think everybody, everybody kind of listen, and maybe some people are driving to work, maybe people are at work, coming home from work, maybe. I just kind of want to put it out there in the open because I think everybody feels this. Whether you like what you do or not, there can be this work is a drag or it's like I got to get up and go or it can be maybe frustration. Mm -hmm. Like it's not everybody is like, this is the light of my life. You know, mm -hmm. even if there's something that they, even if it is something they feel called mm -hmm. to and like, mm -hmm. I just want to put it on the table so we like don't miss that. What do you think are those things that make work hard, that make work, for lack of a better word, like a drag for, for a lot of us? What'd you guys say? I think one thing, like perspective of other world religions and uh, like even the Greek and Roman society, they had a negative view of work. Hmm. And that can be translated, like it came out of Pandora's box with disease and yeah. death. And so the Christian view on work is very different that like it was prior to the fall and the introduction of sin, but God created us to work. And so I think that knowledge or understanding that we have an opportunity to work towards the common good. Like there's yeah. very few professions that don't contribute to the common good. Hmm. But for most of us, like it's a way that we can care for others and have purpose in it, even though it may be indirect for some jobs. So yeah. I think that reality is helpful. Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of throughout history, it kind of is seen as this like burden we have to do yeah. in some sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say just losing perspective on purpose, I think could, hmm. um, and it, and it comes in circumstances, and yeah. we all go through <clears throat> ups and downs and challenges, and, um, whether it be with a coworker, with a boss, with a situation, with a project, however you, um, or, or maybe it's just the day-to-day, -day, the day-to-day -day yeah. work for yeah. some period of time. But mm -hmm. I think that really challenges you sometimes to have um, <clears throat> more of an internal look on, on what my purpose is and be, mm -hmm. be reminded of that. Yeah. When you lose that perspective, it's hard. Yeah. I think... Also, too, with the fall, like, became pain and turmoil of work. And so the reality we experience on earth is that it's going to be frustrating. Yeah. And so that is part of the truth of just living in a world that's been influenced by sin. Yeah. Yeah, I almost think we kind of talked about this in our group this week even, that there can be, like, the expectations I put on work maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it probably plays out similar relationships, but, like, want this to fill me up in some way mm. and it might in certain ways or for certain periods but you're like you're there you're leading people on the floor you're having to do the nit and gritty of work and you're like it's just tiring you know and it's mm -hmm. like maybe my expectations like when i get this new job is gonna be feel mm. one way then you get in it you're like ah, oh, it's a job <laughs> and there's people here and there's yep. yeah yeah and i do think to add to that Every job I've ever had, there's a portion of it that probably is like fulfilling. Yeah. And there's a portion that's like, oh, this is part of it. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Fulfilling and oh. frustrating at the same time. Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 And there's certain things that you think is going to be like, it's all going to be that. And yeah. Sure. There's a budget report for like, every, oh, I got to do that too. Like, sure. that's a good, that's probably where a lot of people are. Sure. Is that this brings me life, but it's that maybe whatever percentage it is that, that eats up the most of our brain. You mm. know, like I got to talk to that person, I gotta do that task. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit maybe how significant your family of origin gives you a perspective of work. Like mm -hmm. my dad was a, a plumber and worked hard physically. And so mm -hmm. some of that was he encouraged me to pursue different careers. Yeah. And so I think that idea of maybe what you experience or for him, like hard work was a high value. So. I had a job at age 14. I was riding my bike to go work on condos. And he's like, hey, you're working right away. And so like 
instilling those values, good and bad, from our experience kind of growing up probably uh, at least translates it yeah. uh, for many of us. Yeah. What would you, I kind of want to address, because we're talking to people all across the board. You know, there's people that blue collar, white collar, lead people, maybe people that are looking for a job, like whole, whole span. I kind of want to hit both of these. What would you guys say, and Paul kind of addresses this in the passage, but there is that sense, like you said, maybe sometimes it's the, the part of the job we don't like can drive this like, I just want to get by. I don't want to do all that I have to do. I just want to kind of get this over with, do the bare minimum to get through. What would you say to someone who has that frame of mind about work? Like, hate my job, just need a paycheck, just trying to get through. What might you guys say to someone in that boat? I think in my line of work, um, there are tasks and it, it is hard to get through the day, but there's a perspective of we're making these kids better. We're hopeful hmm. that the chemo will work. I mean, their life matters. And yeah. so it's more of a uh, unique perspective. So for me, it would be hard to to get through a mundane kind of job and yeah. task, if that makes sense. So yeah. I would say maybe find something you're passionate Whatever your goal is in life or whatever you think you're, you want to be or want to do, um, maybe go towards that as opposed to just going through yeah. life. Yeah, leading into the, the gifts that God has given us. Because, yeah, like, yeah, I think a lot of people, you say what you would do or what you do, and you're like, that's yeah. you know, just wake up and be like half paying attention in yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot of weight to that. But being able to find like fulfillment and purpose in that, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like kind of what you said, like leaning towards what God has gifted you with yeah. and trying to figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think there's an element of, and I think we can all relate to this from a Christ-centered perspective where sometimes we need the gospel shared to us. Mm-hmm. We've lost perspective. Mm-hmm. This comes back to at work sometimes where it's like, like I, we, I have a coworker that... Um, that I, I see regularly. He I, he doesn't report to me, but we have a good relationship. And when he's down, and usually I have, I know why or have some understanding of what took place. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like it's it's my role or at least uh, it, I make an effort to try to share with him like, hey, so... You know, this is this is why you're here. This is what you enjoy. This is a hard time, but we, it's just something. It's just something we got to work through, and just remind him of those things. Like, be kind of his. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. How how to how to say that, but um, just remind him of why he's here and what his purpose is, mm-hmm. and and how much value he adds to a business. That that yeah. to me helps, and it would help me mm-hmm. if someone did that for me, right? I think mm-hmm. that's a good way of putting it. Like preaching the gospel yourself. What do you say? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, an attribute that is often overlooked is just faithfulness. And so mm. from a character standpoint yeah. is endurance and perseverance, <clears throat> even when things aren't easy, right? What that can produce inside mm. of us and how that can translate to relationships and other things that we do and allowing maybe a difficult season to develop something within us. I think it's like we, we went on through the spirit through the summer and faithfulness was one of the, I think that's a great, you know, see, like, I don't know, like, we went and found our great-grandparents. Like, what'd you do? How'd you know you wanted to do that for your career? Part like, I don't know. My dad did it, and I just did it for my whole mm-hmm. life. Like, there, you kind of see that play out, but you don't see that as much. You know, yeah. it's like a different kind of culture we're in. Yeah, that's a great point. 
I love that kind of that point of who has God made me to be and is this is this what I'm doing like draining who I am like what you were saying Lauren my wife worked a job for a minute uh, right out of college she needed to do it for the time being to pay for us figuring out our life together I was working at church as an intern but she was uh, she was in like a corporate context and it was just draining her you know what I mean like you could see her come home and just like empty and but she did it for like a year and a half because she needed to mm-hmm. but I was like I can't let you keep doing this because like you were saying this just mm-hmm. this isn't the person that God had made her to be and mm-hmm. sat down with a, a mentor and friend and they were like yeah this isn't who mm-hmm. <laughs> this and then the next day she quit <laughs> she's like all right cool that's all I need to hear I'm out but it was exactly what you're saying it's that balancing faithfulness versus like who who God has made me to be on the on the other side of that like one side there's that like I want to do the minimum amount necessary on the other side, I think uh, a lot of people can struggle with this, probably especially men, is a, almost like this workaholicism, you know, where it be, and Dan kind of addressed this a little bit Sunday. But what would you guys say to that, that some of us may be in that boat? What's the danger in that of like, hey, I think I'm going on this route of like, not just being a good worker, but this mm-hmm. is taking on a different role in my life, kind of workaholism. Um, yeah, what would you say to somebody in that boat? Kind mm-hmm. of the dangers of that, the cautions, kind of seeing that through a gospel lens. Mm-hmm. What is it? What what is Dan or somebody always says? I think it's Dan or was it your wife? It's probably me. (laughs) (laughs) When you say yes to something, you're you're saying no to other things. Mm -hmm. So when you say yes to working all the time, you're saying no to maybe family, maybe other opportunities. Yeah, other opportunities. Rest sometimes. Yeah. Right. I like Dan said, we can trivialize work, but we can idolize it too. And I think that we can look to find something in work that was never intended, that can only be found uh, truly like in God. And I, I think the idea of balance um, is sometimes hmm. harder for me to understand versus rhythms. Because you may have busier seasons, but how do you create margin and opportunity based on stages of family where your kids are at, right? And always trying to uh, have that perspective or maybe those honest conversations, whether you're married with a spouse, with other friends, just yeah. to keep reevaluating because sometimes yeah. you don't have control over that. Other times you might have a little bit more freedom yeah. to determine that. Yeah. I would say for me, it's probably easier to identify a workaholic than to uh, speak to one. Um, I feel like that that probably more on that spectrum, um, <laughs> more of a workaholic. But I, I I do agree, you know, with Lauren. I mean, there's there, those are the things the things that I keep reminding myself of is, you know, am I spending time with Maylie? Am I spending time with Lauren? Um, just to try to keep that balance. And mm-hmm. there's a time I think when. Um, to Adam's point, like I, th- I think of work as if Lauren's not getting home and Maylee's taking care of and Lauren's picking her up, I have an extra hour or two I could be at work. Um, and sometimes it's worthwhile to take that time to be like, okay, there's other things that I could be doing, even if it's just mm-hmm. rest, mm-hmm. Um, that I probably don't take advantage of as much. But um, yeah, it's important. So I, I would call myself a workaholic, <laughs> but I've, I think I have slowed that down. Maybe yeah. would you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that's yeah. worth. <laughs> Lauren's like, could you guys ask this question? <laughs> we like to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, there, well, I think a lot of us, because because at the same time, sometimes you're like, yeah, I may mean, work a lot as workaholism, but there's also like a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. with what you do. So for some, like, and some of us, like, if you don't necessarily make your own shift where it's like, hey, I can 
this is when I'm scheduled to be out, and now I don't have a choice to come back and work. I'm off. Mm -hmm, right. But there's sometimes there's just a lot of responsibility too. So mm -hmm. the internet might be sitting on you and navigating those realities. Adam, you you kind of talked about that for a second. I don't know if you got anything else in the tank on that, but just the idea of rest like that. We don't talk about that a ton. Sure. It kind of feels like when someone talks about Sabbath or something, you're like, whoa, St. Peter, <laughs> slow down. You know, but like, talk about that for a minute. Give us a picture of that in relationship to work and like the importance of that, that rest picture. Yeah, I think we can attribute the idea that our God works, right? Hmm. But our God chose to rest yep. as well. And so there is value in both. Hmm. And uh, we work for the purpose of being able to enjoy that rest and rejuvenate. And so having time to worship, whatever that may be, uh, family rhythm, you know, for a lot of people that can look very different, hmm. but somehow embedding within that rhythm these are the periods or the times that bring rejuvenation to uh, me individually, maybe my family. Uh, maybe it's planning vacations and yeah. being intentional about that time, mm -hmm. right? Um, but valuing that, yeah. it, probably equal to work is really important as, you know, it's not going to be the same amount by any means, but um, putting that in the schedule is essential. Yeah. Yeah, you see that pattern in the scripture and like that like command for the people of Israel to like rest and Sabbath like hmm. all right we can't go out and rake our corn today you know what I mean like life or death like okay we gotta today rest because there's almost a trust factor that, yeah. that comes along with that. trusting yeah. in God's provision that yeah. he yeah. will provide that I don't have to earn everything that ultimately money it's all his and he allows and provides for me yeah it's a it's a factor of trust there can be almost what you were saying, Greg. There can be hard, like almost a, uh, if we're honest with ourselves about the workaholism, like there is like, I, I'm in charge. I guess stuff has to get mm -hmm. done. But there is, there can be this like, what is it in me that needs to work? Mm -hmm. Like what is the, mm -hmm. the thing in me that is like I can't? And I think it's a hard thing. I remember when I first became a pastor, I had been like an intern and resident, and it's like now you're a pastor. And I was like. Phew, I'm working with these, all these giants, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this guy just shoots out stuff, him and Dan and all these guys. I'm like, <sighs> but I didn't have, like, the cred yet to be, like, a guy with people in my office all the time. You know, people are in his office, Jonathan's office, Dan's office. I'm like, you got down here to the budget office, I'm here, guys. <laughs> but it created this thing in me to need to, like, prove mm -hmm. myself. And so mm -hmm. I would, all, we didn't have kids yet, which was good, but I would always be here. Sarah would be like, where are you going? I'm like, I got to run over the church. And she's like... To do what? I'm like, I just got to do some stuff. <laughs> Where I felt like, even though right now I don't have this cred yet, it's not people, but I'm like, I still got to prove myself. Mm -hmm. So I'll just be there all the time. And I realized that. And I'm like, it, it, it kind of mm -hmm. makes you be honest with what are the, the things that I'm running into? And mm -hmm. so it's a, a worthwhile question to ask sure. ourselves. Like, what is driving that? You know, it's good. What, what um, and you kind of talked about this. And Greg, I'd be curious, you as like managing people as well as just all of us being employees. But Paul talks about in that passage about like, and other places throughout the New Testament about doing your work as unto the Lord, which always feels like something your grandma might say, like, work unto the Lord. You're like, okay. That's... The Bible version might have in the house. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah. like nice, you know, like the family business. <laughs> what do you guys think that that just like nuts and bolts looks like as an employee, as, what does it look like to, to do our best? We're going to get our paycheck, yes, but to do mm -hmm. our best for the sake of Jesus at our workplaces. Like, what do you think that, like, looks like tangibly? I think for my specific workplace, um, 
we get people added to the schedule. It's frustrating. We have our own kids that we have to take care of. Um, and then we have to pick up other kids. And it's just, it really throws a wrench in your, wrench in your schedule sometimes. Hmm. So I think it's just picking up that kid or asking somebody if they need help or what can I do for you? Just very simply. Yeah. Like, for at least in my workplace. It's like being present to, and attentive to yeah. where you're at. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I feel like it's, um, <clears throat> it's interesting because I have a conversation I'm in, kind of in the middle of with an employee who may or may not agree with this, but I feel like there's that, which that happens. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, where like, you know, I, I really feel like when concerns are brought to me, like my role is to try to vet them, hmm. address what I can, and um, and move for the betterment of the business, quite honestly, hmm. to try to not, I don't, I don't think the right word is push agendas, but like to, to try to support what they feel they need. And I've always felt like the people in, in my role, I'm in manufacturing, so, you know, um, I'm closer to the people on the floor that are working that are actually doing the work that we need to do right and so i hear voice i hear them you know t tell me sh sh share things tell me what what may be needed and um and sometimes i can coach and spend that time coaching and invest in people and develop a relationship mm. and um and then there's times to take what they're they're bringing to me and take it to to others right mm. and it really comes down a lot to just relationship building and mm. um you know, quite honestly, some of the best experiences I've had with people, like by being able to share um, about your faith and other things, like mm. get to know them on a, you know, and and then um, it makes it a whole lot easier to have um, yeah. a, a solid relationship with them, you know, mm. and be able to trust them. It doesn't mean everything goes the way you'd expect or mm -hmm. like, but um, but there's a foundation there that you can trust that. Um, you understand what you're getting from them, yeah. even if there's a disagreement, and yeah. and it becomes secondary entirely. No, but almost the that. like, like doing <laughs> what we do into the Lord is not missing the relationships in the midst of the details of just gotta get the thing done. But like being present to the needs and mm -hmm. the like situations we're in, being present to the the relationships that I'm actually working with. Like mm -hmm. if God is about anything, mm -hmm. He's about relationships, and we we all know that. And some different jobs are more people oriented than others, sure. But mm -hmm. like. Those are the people, like, sometimes we're like, I'm going to share Jesus with somebody or be Jesus with somebody. Like, how about the people I'm around 40, 50 hours a week? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you say something? Yeah. I think the idea of work towards the Lord, try to have the perspective that Jesus is your, your ultimate boss. Now, mm -hmm. for us, that probably has an initial reaction, all of us. And, like, maybe it's because of a previous boss that we had. Sure. But a, a perception of God. And I take great comfort and awareness that especially in leadership like god knows all and sees all and he will reward that like i think of the parable of the talents and it's like hey i'm not exactly sure what i'm given but i know with what he's given me i need to do something with and invest it and so there may be times where others may disagree with the decision that I make, but maybe I know more than them or the reaction. But hopefully if like your integrity and your care mm -hmm. for them, it's like ultimately you just have to trust that, okay, God knows and sees this and he's given us a spirit to try and navigate those things yeah. that aren't easy. And 
there can be great comfort in that yeah. of like he'll acknowledge it, you know, and and reward it accordingly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good perspective. I want to circle back before we we'll circle back to it at the end, Greg. Something you brought up before I hit that. I want to I want to hit this really fast. There's people maybe listening that whether it's just a small team like a, a shift or whether it's someone's like I run my own company all across the board. Uh, Paul in this passage that Dan addressed Sunday talks both bosses and employees. But I almost want to first click on bosses real fast. Uh, Greg, what would you say? Because I know that's kind of the world that you're in. But almost like what would maybe a, a framework that you think of? There can be this like, like Paul says, you know, talking about servants, but treating them with respect as, as you're treating the Lord, like viewing them this way, honoring them. Are there any like like a greater framework that you would think of as you work with employees? Because there can be, a you kind of mentioned it, but a tension of like, Okay, what does it look like to show grace? What does it look like to, to be a good boss? But where, how do you navigate that when somebody isn't doing their job well? When somebody isn't working as part of the team? Like some of those tensions you guys both manage in different mm-hmm. ways. What's maybe some frameworks or advice you'd give to bosses navigating those tensions? Well, they're hard. <laughs> uh, that's the yeah. first thing. <laughs> yeah, no easy answer. Um, I mean, I know, every situation is different. So I guess that the, the first thing is, sure. um, is that, I, you know, I'd, in every business I've been in, you, there's there's counsel that you can seek from someone, and I think, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think fo- hopefully the folks listening here, one of the counsels would be to pray, yeah, <laughs> right for yeah. counsel. But but aside from that, um, you know, se- seeking out other people that may have a familiarity, and maybe even That's someone great. who doesn't have a familiarity, yeah, for the sake of just trying to understand the circumstance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, in my role, so I have I have other engineers. Uh, that work for me. So in in the case of that, they all are also supporting the floor, similar similar to my role. Um, but I'm really um, over these guys in, in that co- in the context of this. And so I can go to some of the people that they're to be serving, and and try to inquire and understand better of hmm. a circumstance. And um, I think for me, I've kind of lived this way uh, as long as I can remember to try to get as many as much about the facts as I possibly can before I make a decision. That's I mean, that's, that's what I think you have to do. Um, sometimes you don't have the time to do that, but, you know, um, so so counsel of other people's prayer. Like, I, I do genuinely, like, pray about the guys that work for me um, and just trying to consider, like, how they would react. And I don't expect to be perfect. I don't expect my employees to expect that I'm – or to expect me to be the perfect boss. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I've had plenty of conversations where probably <laughs> closer to the outside. But, um, but with that said, like, you know, all I, all I can do is be, be made aware of something if, I, if I'm blind to it. I think everyone has blind spots, right, and that's just right. part of it. Yeah. And so, you know, seeking counsel and then, yeah. and, then, and then acting on it, like understanding, like, how can I help this person? In the case of someone who may not be doing what you expect them to do, I think it really takes inspection of what am I doing to help them and yeah. what are they doing to help them. Hmm. And if you can work together on a plan to get this thing back to the straight and narrow, then great. Yeah. And if not, like it just needs to be clear. Yeah. I mean, that, that all sounds like just what the Bible called wisdom. <laughs> you know, what I, which, mm-hmm. sure. which some of those things you said, it's almost like feel simple, but like, have you prayed for this decision? Have you prayed for your employee? Like, mm-hmm. praying for them? Like, this is my responsibility as someone that God as a boss has put in their life to pray for them? Mm-hmm. I love that. Prayer, counsel, and you kind of said both counsel inside and maybe outside. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to almost kind of triangulate to make that best decision to, and you said it, something Dan says a lot, is 
I want to seek understanding so I can apply wisdom. That's exactly what you said. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I think you'd say to that, you manage people. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we can think the buildup of a hard conversation. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's probably not always the best advice to like address everything in a year in review. But it's like, if I can regularly affirm, hmm. uh, support, and then uh, m- make aware, like, I think as someone leading, I always ask myself like certain questions of like, am I giving the support they need? Am I giving the direction they need? Like, is some of their struggle because of not what I'm providing? And so like, I think I need to be willing to ask myself that and maybe not jump to conclusions quick, but somehow invite them in the conversation to where it, I don't always have to alleviate the tension. Like if something's a little uncomfortable, like you can let it sit but you're, you're good at that. Well, <laughs> I, I think sometimes the reality of like hard things are just going to be awkward. Yeah. And like, it, if I don't run away from it, but like, hey, I care about you and I want what's best for you. Somehow, yeah. Yeah. maybe some of those things can translate even in a way words can't. And yeah. so yeah. you just try yeah. to have the posture that they trust you and they know that you want the welfare of them as a person. You guys both said kind of something there. One, you guys both said like introspection on on my part as the one leading them. Like, mm-hmm. have I given this person the right tools? Have I been clear with I? Yeah, you know, I can fall into that. I'm like, I was not clear. <laughs> Darn it. But that I think that that introspection and then kind of you said this too, and Dan has done a good job of this. Just like you shouldn't learn all these things at one point. Like if there's an on, if I care for them, like you were saying, like there's kind of an ongoing like I want to help my team do their best you know if we're whatever we're, the job is that we're doing i want to lead them by by helping them succeed in that and not i'll let them know how bad they are when we get to the review you know it's not like necessarily fair um so on the other side of that that may be from people that lead teams or kind of are heading up teams on the other side there may be people that are listening that are either uh looking for a job or even like you said lauren maybe they're in a job that's like this is just this is not who God has made me to be. This is, I hate this. <laughs> this is draining my life. What might you say to someone who's on that side? Are there, are there other things maybe if someone's looking for a job that they should pay attention to maybe more than just money? Like what are the, what are the things to pay attention to outside of finances? Um, yeah, start there. Are there things that you would maybe say to people, Lauren specifically, kind of worked in different areas? And I feel like it might sound a little redundant, but trying to figure out where you're passionate, trying to figure out where God has placed you in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe even having to that point a little bit, sometimes a broader perspective or paradigm, like my wife, she willingly chooses a job that gives our family flexibility. Mm -hmm. And even though she's like, Hey, she could maybe find something else that she would be a passion, but it'd make us hard for the rhythm of Hmm. our family and care. So sometimes there's bigger, broader uh, ideas in place to to figure out how they work together, especially in terms of like a family of like, both of you have like, if you pursue careers, you may be going different directions and how do we be unified in some of those decisions? Yeah, sure. You know, just to add to that, um, in terms of, you can have the job you want in a company that you don't want to be in. <laughs> and I just, I, I bring that up just from the standpoint of, yeah. um, like sometimes the goals of the, or the values of the business, the mission, whatever it may be, I, I, I think specifically of like mm-hmm. the, the values. If those values aren't 
in line with your values, mm -hmm. there's a constant kind of uh, like tension friction, there, yeah. friction, mm -hmm. that um, makes it really hard to do your job even though you feel called to the yeah. job. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So like I, you know, I don't know. This is something, this is something I, I've thought about in the past and, you know, probably continue to think about. Like it's something that it's really important and it's not easy to find the perfect job, but, um, but it's worth trying to, <laughs> yeah. especially if you feel called, but it's still hard. Like, I think that's something to think about. I, and I, especially for those that I've been unemployed a couple times, uh, tw twice. And in those times, hmm. um, sometimes you're getting an offer and it's like, well, it doesn't matter what the value is. It matters that you have a paycheck. Um, so I get, sure, I get that aspect. Yeah, sure, it's definitely sure. a part of it. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're, um, if you're, if you're looking, that should be something high on your list in terms of what you're looking for. Yeah, that just my two cents. That's a great point. Because yeah, you can. I uh, really love doing this thing, but there may even be, could be like a moral conviction in that. To say, you know, it might not be like killing people or something, but you know, if it's like, man, I'm giving a lot to this, and it's it's pushing something that I just don't value as a follower of Jesus. There was a guy who used to do these career assessments and he talked about there's different values that even what you're looking for, like mm. one maybe money, you know, if you're like, sure. yeah, I got four kids, dude, I'd love to do, but I, <laughs> <laughs> sure. we got a number we got to hit, right? And that's very, <laughs> sure. where it's, maybe it's money, maybe it's like the work environment that you're in, flexibility within that work environment, mm. like opportunity for advancement, travel like you know like mm -hmm. yep. there's those things where like you said with with joe like having flexibility and those those values is is there anything that you guys would say to anybody who's maybe whether looking for a job working for a job um maybe a word of advice or encouragement to like because there can be like things as followers of jesus that that bump up against our faith that we're like i'm not sure what the right decision is here maybe like your boss is asking you to do something that's like feels a little sketchy you know or maybe it's like you know, obviously there's a lot of like um, all kinds of gender, sexuality things that are very present in people's lives right now. And there may be certain things within work that you're like, how do I navigate this? Is there anything that comes to mind for you guys that you would kind of encourage people with as it comes to my my identity as a follower of Jesus hmm. in kind of navigating with wisdom, maybe things that kind of feel like they yeah. rough up against that a little bit? Is there anything that comes to mind for that? I think that is a, a question that we'll probably always have to be dealing with. So for most of us, somehow not being surprised that mm. it's coming. Sure, <laughs> and, sure. and so I, I think when we're hit with that, probably how we approach that is as important as like the end result. Mm. So it's like, can I invite into conversation? Can I share my conviction in a way that like isn't attacking? Yeah. And yeah. so somehow like when, when we feel that, right? Because morally speaking, we may draw our lines differently than even sure. other fellow coworkers sure. that may follow Christ. And yeah. so somehow being able to process that, understand my conviction, and then like uh, inviting others into the conversation in a way just to maybe seek understanding that way. Yeah, it makes sense. I have no idea how to answer this. <laughs> like I think about this and I'm like, well, mm. like there's been conversations that I've had or been asked to do things. I don't think there's ever been anything I've been asked to do that is um, totally against my. Sure. Um, I think for me, for me, it probably is like, okay, if something, if something's happening that you don't agree with, how do you approach it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is a good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's hard. Because you don't, you know, 
I know for, for me and probably and maybe many others, like, you know, you may be bringing something to someone's attention that they're the ones that are pushing it. You don't know, you don't know the history behind some of these mm-hmm. things. And so like, it's a delicate, that's a delicate yeah. road to yeah. kind of hoe, you know, to try to get, get through the, um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's hard and I know that, um, it takes, uh, it takes wisdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I would, I, uh, man, the couple of times that I've had to do this, it's, it's really like, it's a record scratch type moment where it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. uh, well now what? And we kind of, yeah. we kind of have to just set our, usually when those conversations take place though, I will say most often when you have people that are willing to talk up, talk through it, the better, the best decision comes through that. Yeah. And those, yeah. those difficult times, like, like, um, under pressure is yeah. where you see, yeah. you know, the, the, so, so to speak, the diamond come to the, come to the surface. So mm-hmm. I don't know, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I would say I, I do have a situation where I was a newer nurse at the time in this job. And I felt like, not that I was being bullied, but kind of, there was an older nurse who was kind of just, I told, I told her this, I said, you're acting like my mom right now. (laughs) No offense to my mom. (laughs) But, um, but I did it behind closed doors and we Mm. talked through it and she was thanking me afterwards. She didn't realize how Mm. she was coming across. She didn't realize that it was really making me uncomfortable. So I don't know, just a little practical example of Maybe bringing it to the attention of the person. Yeah, like with the conflict in general, like in the work, yeah. like when you're working with people, and there there is something to like, I can either like let this slowly leak out and talk to my other coworkers right. about it, and always like look at them, but there's something to just that yeah. humbly yeah. being like, mm-hmm. hey, can we talk for a minute? Like, yeah. approach this is humbly, mm-hmm. in Christ, like yeah, I think that's huge because yeah. everybody's got who doesn't have conflict right. <laughs> where oh, they sure. work with right. the way yeah. the situation sure. was. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love to end with this. Is there? Is there? Because <clears throat> we could talk all day. And I would encourage people if they haven't listened to the message. Dan did such a good job of tying the the big picture of the gospel mm-hmm. to our work. We spend whether we're a workaholic or not. We spend a lot of our lives working. Mm-hmm. And if that separates, recently I heard over thirteen years. Well, this is a lot. Spend... In some way, I thought maybe that's a little low, but thirteen years. <laughs> yeah, what country was this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so you spent 13 years alive. Then how much have been sleeping? <laughs> By the time you're done sleeping and working, you're just, you know, watching Netflix. But so much of our life is spent working. So if we don't have a, a vision for how our work affects our relationship with Jesus, we're going to miss out on a huge section of how Jesus wants to uh, shape us. I would love to end with this. Are, are, are there just simple things like bottom shelf, easy ways, maybe it's practices, maybe it's uh, certain... I almost said rituals, but that's weird. But maybe certain practices or rhythms or just things you do. Maybe it's mind frame going into work. Maybe it's at work that that help um, help give you a vision that what I'm doing, whether I'm sweeping a floor, whether I'm having a hard conversation, whether I'm doing paperwork, whatever it is. Do you have any just practical tips, so to say, for how to help have a vision for your work to align mm-hmm. with Jesus's vision for mm-hmm. for your faith? What do you guys think of? I think one that I think about often is the reality that I'm going to be working in eternity. Hmm. So it's not like at some point in the future, like stopping work is the pinnacle or the climax, right? Because 
God created us to do yeah. that, whether it's paid, unpaid. Like right. I always want to have something I'm investing in. Thanks, and you know, I'm out of a job, my current job, an attorney. That's not needed. Jesus is, <laughs> is there, you know. But like, I might be doing some other things, you know. And so like. I don't know, like there might be creativity. I think of maybe someone trying to find a job, you're probably gonna have to explore a lot of different options rather than land on something right out of the gate. And that's just okay, you know? Like you learn more about yourself as you explore some of those options. I mean, we talk about that even in service, right? Yeah. If you, it may not work the first time or may not be what you feel it, but you try something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. um, that's true. I think it's two things for me. A lot of it's prayer at work and in my own, you know, and thinking about what I'm thinking about. So if Mm. I'm getting, if I'm spiraling in my brain, getting frustrated, saying things in my head that I shouldn't be saying, I'm like, Lord, just put me back on the path. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just very simple because, you know, you're busy and yeah. So. I like that phrase. Yeah. Thinking about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so especially at work, whether it's a task yeah. or a person to be like, that sounds good. You yeah. know, and and that yeah. shapes the way you view people, the way you view what you're doing when you're almost attentive. I love that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I my um habit I guess is to is just to pray before work. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I have a I have a sheet that sits on my desk that I've I've put a um I forget which it's like a Dale Carnegie book yeah. that I try to reference, but there's other references and there's, there's, um, who, who I am in Christ. There's a handful of like different notes that I put on there, a prayer. And I let it sit there. Um, just as like to look at, I, I put it there on purpose. I try to move it so that I remember it hmm. so that I, I, I remember to look at it and yeah. it's something different, but it's, you know, I've, I feel like I, sh- I've struggled with my identity hmm. um because of my background so my background is i have two parents who own businesses they worked a lot we worked on weekends we worked hmm. we talked about work at dinner we that's what we did mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh so that's part of where the the workaholic comes from right but um i really have to be intentional and i and i struggle with this like when i go through a difficult difficult time at work um, and I'm down, hmm. that is the most evident time that I'm like, this is not what, you know, that's, this is not my identity. Yeah. I'm allowing this to like control me. Yeah. And it just happened like, <laughs> I think that was Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> I, but I remember, but I'm thinking about it saying, this should not bother me the way it's bothering me. Yeah. Right. Or I shouldn't be allowing it to. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so anyway, um, so I have reminders, but. It still takes um, inspecting myself and yeah. trying to understand like mm-hmm. what what is what am I really after? What is my idol? Yeah, and try to bring it back. And I can say for myself that when I have a rough day like that, I can sleep on it and usually wake up in a positive attitude <laughs> the next day and be able to kind of. Yeah. Get Sometimes that's that. the case. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's great. I Dan kind of ended the service Sunday, and he said this that. We're currently currently pastors, you know. Okay. Different things. We're like, I'll oh, see how long this lasts. <laughs> but we're I do ask myself that question: like, if I didn't have my job today, would I be okay? Like, I for all of us, like, yeah. I, I think it goes back to the idea. I always am like, man, they still have fired me. Yeah, this is great. I'm just joking. But there, there is almost and Sunday. There's, there's. 
we're a couple pastors and you guys are in the medical field in the business world and um the end of this is sunday we ended oftentimes we can kind of like we can commission uh missionaries young pastors and he was real clear about it that mm-hmm. this kind of sacred secular divide is not a biblical divide that as we work for the people of god doing the work of god as we you probably do more of the work of God than anybody else <laughs> <Yeah>. here <laughs> with kids in that state. But but it's true. And so you guys as kind of representatives of the whole church that people may be listening in that that own a tree trimming business, that are working on a garbage truck, that are uh, working at McDonald's, that are running a print shop, that are managing massive amounts of people, that the yep. whole, whole spectrum of people that may be retired. I love that you brought up unemployed, maybe in between jobs mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe whatever it is that, that there is so much value and dignity in the work that we do because it's the work of Jesus. And I think that if just in a small way, if we can kind of continue to have those conversations in our groups, in our relationships, that the work that we do, Martin Luther said, a Christian shoemaker isn't a Christian shoemaker because he puts crosses on his shoes, but because he makes good shoes. Mm-hmm. That if we can continue to align mm-hmm. our work with that, mm-hmm. I love that. Thanks so much, guys, for, for popping in here and kind of talking work a little yeah, bit. We love it. It's fun to do it together. Yeah,